You now are listening to the audio podcast of Prisoners of Hope, the antidote to what ails your heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Witsis. So come on in, pull up a chair, and open up your mind as you get ready to receive the download that hope will bring. Hey, 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 it's a great day. It's Dr. D. In part one of chaos, I talked about the elements of chaos. Now in part two, we're going to look at the triggers that can lead to confusion and also stability. How do we maintain stability in the midst of it all? And now we're going to talk about a trigger and what a trigger is. What's the definition? A trigger is a stimulus that elicits a response. There are different types of triggers. There are internal triggers. And internal triggers are things like your paths are even current feeling. Do you carry a badge of unworthiness or feelings of anger into most of your social interactions or into some of your social interactions? Internal can also be your thoughts. Next time you're feeling negative, you need to check it out. Check out what you're thinking about. What is your mental aptitude? Where are you at? Think about that. That's internal. Also, your beliefs. Lies that you are believing. You know, your belief is not a prereq. It's not a prior condition for the truth. Are there beliefs that you hold that are not true? These are all internal things. There's also external triggers. And an external trigger is stuff like Other people, others, what others think about your life choices and your beliefs, okay? Um, Are there certain people who trigger you? (laughs) Some people just irritate you, right? Are there certain people who trigger you, okay? There's also situations that could be external, things like traffic, being late. Does that trigger you? (laughs) Being hungry, you know, the Snickers ad, hangry. (laughs) You're hungry, so you get kind of irritated. What are your triggers that are external? There's, uh, There's also what you call sensory triggers, sensory triggers. And sensory triggers are things like, oh, the weather, okay? Does... When it's hot or humid, do you get irritated? Okay. What about if it's rainy, do you get depressed? I had a colleague of mine who um, landed a good job in Seattle, but she was a sun worshiper. She was from Phoenix, went to school in Arizona, and she moved to Seattle. And the cloud 
the cloudiness and the rain triggered depression in her. So things like the weather can trigger something in you. Also, stuff like pain. When you're in pain, physical pain can send you into a chaotic spin, right? Or psychological pain, it can cloud your uh, clear thinking. I remember when we first moved to Colorado, my son was shot. And um, I, I was told they didn't know whether he was going to live or not. And it would be hours before I would be able to see him. So I decided to go to the bank and um, open up a bank account. <laughs> then I decided against that. But in the bank, I met an insurance guy who's my insurance guy to this day. And I started talking to him and he said he could tell I wasn't with it. <laughs> and so the long story short, um, he became my insurance guy and I got insurance for uh, one of my sons. I never mentioned the other son. <laughs> I just mentioned uh, the one that was in the hospital and shot <laughs> And then two years later, I said to my insurance guy, matter of fact, it was three years later, I said to him, you know, I need to have a insurance card for my other son. He goes, what other son? <laughs> All that time, his vehicle was insured, but he was not a insuree on the policy. Oh, isn't that amazing? So a lot of these sensory Triggers like pain or the weather can affect you, whether the pain be physical or the pain be psychological. Some of us are downright mean when something hurts on our body, right? <laughs> so we know we can have physical pain. Sounds can be your trigger. Uh, I <laughs> One of my sons can't stand the sound of someone chewing gum. <laughs> You know, you know, when people chew gum and they pop in between, he cannot stand that. That triggers him. So you have to know what can send you into a chaotic spin. These are triggers. Which to what we can do. What are some strategies that we can use when... We are triggered, right? Because <laughs> the triggering was the bad news. Let's talk about the good news now. I'm going to talk about six strategies for coping. The first one, you have to beware of your own, your personal triggers. I was giving you some examples, but your triggers are totally different. Or they could be similar. But you have to be aware. What it takes to get your dander up. What pushes you near the edge? You, you, you remember that song that was from Happy Feet, the movie? It said, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I try not to lose my head. So what is your edge experience? What are they? Number two is to practice relaxation technique. Breathing. Take deep 
breaths. Flow down. Flow your breathing down. It also helps to count your breaths. <laughs> count one, two, three, four. That will help you slow down. Okay, so slow down and count your breaths. And then gather your thoughts. Sometimes you have to gather your thoughts by removing you and your thoughts from the situation. So slow down, count your breaths, and gather your thoughts. That's the second strategy to get rid of a chaotic downward spin. Number three strategy is to exercise. This is a huge coping strategy. There's so many benefits of exercising. So much I can't mention all of them, but I'll mention a few, okay? I know you wanted to know. Weight loss, body mass index, cholesterol levels, blood pressure, and et cetera, et cetera. Exercising is definitely a coping strategy in this chaotic world we live in. Number four is to anticipate that chaos will hit and you will be triggered. And then plan a strategy when that happens. Um, I suggest you have, I call it crisis Bible verses. One of mine is 2 Peter 1, 3, and it says his divine power has given us everything, everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. We have everything. Now, what I did is, in preparing for this episode, I I looked up uh, God has given in the the uh, Bible app, and I found so many things that God has given us. He's given us a sound mind, a sound mind, a sound mind, a sound mind. He's given us power to heal. He's given us a measure of faith. He's given us all things to enjoy. He's given us power and authority. He's given us power. Do you see a repeating theme? It is that he, through him, we have power for everything that we need. The fifth strategy during a chaotic binge that you might be on is to reach out for help. Reach out in prayer. For I know where my help comes from. It comes from the hills, right? Reach out to God. Pray to him. Ask him for help and direction. All you do have to do is ask and you will receive. Reach out to a godly friend. You know, pick up your phone, you know, text, Instagram, whatever you do, you smoke signals, whatever you do, reach out and talk to somebody. Don't sit in a crazy, lonely vacuum. 
Don't isolate. That's where the devil works. Um, you also can seek out a professional counselor or you can have a professional mentor, but reach out for help. There's no such thing as self-made. Everybody reaches for help. The sixth and final method for dealing with a chaotic world is to keep a record. Keep a record of your thoughts as you move through life. Keep a record of the spirit notes. You know, spirit notes, I call spirit notes things that the Holy Spirit has whispered, things that the Holy Spirit has revealed to you. Keep a record of those things. A lot of times uh, the Holy Spirit will talk to us through dreams and we'll forget our dreams. So keep that journal by the bed and and write down as soon as you wake up what you remember so you will not forget. Keep a record of the struggles you go through as well as praise reports, you know, things that God has done for you, prayers that have been answered, <laughs> fears that have not manifest. Keep a record of those praise reports. And last but not least, you want to visit and reflect. Reflect helps us learn direction for the future. You know, we already practiced this um, in our life. Let's say that we have a great experience. We went to an awesome wedding or we had a beautiful, awesome vacation. Don't you revisit it? Don't you reflect on those memories often with people who were present and people who weren't present? You tell them about your vacation, the wedding. The same practice works when you're journaling. Reviewing methods for anchoring yourself and dealing with the chaos in the world. Be aware of your triggers. Number one, be aware of your triggers. Number two, practice relaxation techniques. Practice relaxation techniques. Number three, exercise. Yes, exercise. Number four, anticipate and plan a strategy for when chaos happens because it says in this world we will have trouble so you know chaos is going to happen so anticipate and plan number five reach out for help don't sit there in isolation call somebody seek professional help pray reach out for help and the sixth strategy is to keep a record Keep a record and reflect and revisit that record often. Well, I hope this will provide an anchor for you as you go through life. Matter of fact, in Hebrews 6, 19, it says, We have this hope as anchor for our souls, firm and secure. 
So we do have an anchor in times of chaos. God bless. Until next time. My hope is that this journey has been fruitful and you're able to take it and apply it to your life. Until next time, tune in again for the Prisoners of Hope podcast. God bless.